Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'm excited to have with me my friend, Kelly Copeland. Thank you so much, Kelly, for being on the show. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you, Heidi. Kelly and I actually first met in Minnesota for the Prophetic Conference and really just blew me away with your heart for God, for worship, and just your authentic testimony. I think that's what I really was drawn to you about was it was encouraging to me because this is what we need in the body. We need what you're doing and what you're speaking on. I'd love it if you could just introduce yourself. I've I've been surprised at many people who don't know who you are. And so share a little bit about yourself. And then if you could share some of the mental health struggles that you have had, and then we'll kind of dive into sharing what the Lord has around this topic in the church. Perfect. Thank you, Heidi. Yes, I'm Kelly Copeland, and you may be listening, and that and Copeland part may sound familiar. My parents are Kenneth and Gloria Copeland, and you probably had either positive or negative thoughts about that, or who's that? Yep, <laughs> that yep. a option. Yeah, option. People either love my parents, my dad, or they despise and hate them Christians. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with that, you mm-hmm. know, with some people loving you and some people hating you. But I have to say, just to say something about my parents real quick. My parents have the most integrity of anyone I've ever met. They love Jesus. They modeled that for me. They modeled full confidence in him. They modeled total dependence on him. And even the things, obviously we know in the word, I don't know why this surprises us. The Bible says we know in part and we prophesy or we speak in part. Yeah. And you know, most of us, we speak what we know. And somehow we think that we're the only ones that know anything. I don't that know. That is true. Very, yeah. very prideful on our part. Yeah. But I think it's also the reason why people didn't stop and listen to what he said. You know, this mm-hmm. takes them out of context. Of course, that's yeah. going on with everybody. I've done right. that to people too. Or say something that doesn't agree with what I know. I stop listening to what they know. That's good. And then I'm not learning. I'm just in this only one it's like going to school and doing one class and going home i mean you're not going to graduate <laughs> right well i think that we get uncomfortable and we don't like being uncomfortable and i think a lot of what your dad preached on our brains don't get it it's so out there with a the level of faith that we're uncomfortable with that amount of faith and so our brains will just come up with some sort of solution which is no that can't be or this isn't right and it just then makes us comfortable because we come up with some solution when we really need to be seeking god yeah and And, asking him and we have to remember we have an enemy who has planted himself in our people like the devil's not planted in me well, in our soul, our mind, will, and emotion, that's exactly where his words go. Yeah, that's good. And it's also where we have to put the words of the Lord. Yes, if we're born again, our spirit is made new, a new creature. But our soul, I have found out when my soul is renewed, mm-hmm. that's a walk with God. Yeah. That's a growth. I mean, he doesn't just slap newness on your mind, will, and emotions. I don't think we could take it. <laughs> no, we couldn't. We couldn't. <laughs> it's been quite yeah. a few years. If you're like, I yeah. can't stand the last two years. Well, you know, welcome to the refining. Because yeah. when Satan tries to sift you, God's trying at the same time to sift the devil's lies out of you. So right. it feels very much the same and kind of confusing and very painful. Yeah. It's not God trying to sift you with circumstances, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, the devil's trying it. Jesus is trying to get the stuff out of you that the devil's connecting to. I mean, simplistically, I think that's where we've been (laughs) and that's That's, been our problem. That's so good though, that you're literally putting it out there for us to 
really see what God is doing. And because so many of us are impatient with that process, we want it to happen really quickly. And so instead of being able to say, oh, thank you, God, for refining me, we're like, why isn't this happening fast enough? And I need this to go away. And then we do other things that are destructive to help medicate and make ourselves feel better because it's not happening quick enough. Yeah. Instead, if we could just look at it like, don't be impatient with God, just have an understanding of exactly how patient he is with us and the layers. Because if he wasn't patient with us, he literally could rip us apart. And you know, from a mental health standpoint, I mean, I've been through this since probably 2012, 13, this Mm -hmm. process of just kind of, kind of coming unwound. And there are a lot of worship songs that meant so much to me, but just being undone in front of him unraveling. Yeah. There's so many scriptural contexts that I can tell you of to, but we don't have time to go into everything, but the basic bottom line is we are wound up tighter than a top with all of our stuff. And it really, Jesus put it like this. Why would you put a basket over the light that's Mm. in you? Why would you put a bushel basket over that light? You don't do that. Mm -hmm. And yet, if you look at everything that Jesus says, we need to get rid of, cast out, throw away. It's all related to flammable things. Hmm. Wood, hay, stubble, briars, bean, splinter. There's other ones. I mean, I've found all kinds of things. And it talks about pluck that up, cast it out, sycamore tree. Yeah. Things that are really, you could say the lies mm-hmm. or the tears. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the tears will grow up together. Yeah. And why is he not ripping that tear out of you until the right time is because he doesn't want to damage the truth that you know, hmm. he doesn't want to damage your heart and he knows what needs to untangle first. He's not yeah. with us. We get so obsessed with, oh my gosh, you told me to forgive and I forgave, but Mm -hmm. now I I feel like I need to forgive again. And we think Mm -hmm. he's impatient with us. And instead of just resting in the process and Mm -hmm. allowing him to do the work, we got all anxious. And when we were in that conference in Minnesota, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, Tony Kemp said, he arrow right between my forehead. He said, (laughs) I want to say it right. Do you remember what he said? To be impatient with God is to question him. Is that how he said it? Yeah, it was something very... God is to question him and you need to repent. Yeah, he had a lot of, and you need to repent. And I need to repent. You know, it was very much like, I need. it wasn't just you, it was I do too. And he says, don't wait till the end. So right now, gotcha or anything we say, stop, don't wait till the end. Because I love what the Lord says in 1 John 1, 9, when we confess our sin, our fault, When we confess what he shows us, he's faithful and just to cleanse us Hmm. of all sin. So if I confess the sin of impatience with God or questioning him, if I, I see that I confessed it, how does that forgive me of all unrighteousness? Hmm. If I confess my sin, he's faithful and just to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. But what if we looked at that scripture as though when he shows you something, and you see it, or he diagnoses you with something. He's the great physician. Mm-hmm. He's the great counselor. When he diagnoses you with that was pride, that was this, that was. Mm-hmm. When you see it, confess it as a, you could say fault, but you know, I really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. have begun to hear from him more of a, the word weak, mm-hmm. like fault line. Mm-hmm. Confess this inner weakness that you've seen. And he's faithful and he is just to cleanse us. That's an operation. That's an ongoing operation that if we, just because we get rid of the sin, now he has more room and more ability and more of an open space in our heart to do the work of cleaning. Mm. It's like, I can cleanse my closet of a few clothes but when i need to cleanse my closet it is a work and it looks nasty and all that but you know that's that's the way it is with our soul i think so 
I don't know. I got way off track. It's a, no, it's okay. It's it's good. It's good. Yeah, I grew up, and I'm yeah. even trying going back to who my natural identity in the earth of being Kenneth and Gloria Copeland's daughter. Mm-hmm. I'm so blessed because I have a very strong root in the word. Mm-hmm. How to have faith and walk by faith, not by what you see. Yeah. And I think I'm so strong in that because I wasn't trying to do that at the same time as pay attention to what I see, or I'm not being led by my emotions, but I think trying to learn to walk by faith mm-hmm. and yet try to have healthy emotions, that to me is sort of a, that's a lot because mm-hmm. learning to walk by faith is a lot about not listening, to, not being led by your emotions. Right. And so that left me with an emotional immaturity that I would have said I didn't have any mental health issues, but my emotional immaturity led to me having them. And when you don't pay attention to anything, if you're not paying attention to feeding your spirit, the word, mm-hmm. you're not paying attention, like, and building a relationship with Jesus intimately and in his word, mm-hmm. um, then you're not paying attention to the strength of your mind feeding your mind the right thing, the strength of your emotions, emotions, the strength of your will. I think mm-hmm. when you're somebody that's very set on the word. Yep. Believe that it makes your will strong. Like I have a lot of will mm. and I'm very empowered there when I'm facing something because yep. I grew up believing, choosing, yep. choosing to believe God's word over the circumstance. But on the other hand, you know, there was stuff in my emotions that was messing me up and I just didn't know it. I wasn't looking at it. And honestly, I don't even know the Lord and vice versa. You could flip mm-hmm. that story around. If I'm a worshiper or if I'm really strong, emotionally healthy, that may have more of my attention than how word. to stand on his word. Right. So what I think he's done mm-hmm. is allow groups of people to go very deep in different subjects. Mm -hmm. So to me, unity in the body of Christ has not been the goal while going deep in his ways has been heaven's goal. I think it seems like you can take that with a grain of salt. That's just, it seems to me like, because now he's calling on unity. And what I'm finding out is when I listen to somebody that knows something I don't know, and they've gone deep into his presence, deep into worship, deep into how to be emotionally strong and healthy and mature, I can listen. I start getting healed just with the first 30 minutes of words coming at me because I'm already strong in faith to believe what his word says. Wow. Hear what he's saying to me. Wow. That if you're already emotionally healthy, and you begin to hear these things, the possibilities of grabbing onto God's word and believe in it. If you're emotionally healthy, you're way down the road to be able to just listen and believe because the lies that keep us from believing a lot of them are in our emotions. The lies mm-hmm. that I didn't even realize were stopping me from faith in certain areas were in my emotional life. But the yeah. big lie in my life, the Lord had to expose was abandonment. Hmm. I was never abandoned. Right. Have to be. That's the thing. I think people think, well, I don't have a mental health problem. And I'm not this. And I've had a good life. I had good parents. I had good parents. Mm -hmm. Awesome parents. I just right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I can see where a whole spirit of abandonment came against us in the sense that there was a place where growing up, I knew people didn't like us. Mm -hmm. I mean, that can cause abandonment. Yes. But when I was three, I was in a car wreck. And the Lord had to show me that weak place. Hmm. But right before that, I just saw this scripture, Psalm 1912. And I'm going to probably pray it over you later. But let me read it. Because that day I was reading and it just jumped out at me like a rhema. He started reading it to me. And that word rhema means spoken word. We can read and it's called logos. But whether you're reading and it comes alive in you or he's just talking to you. And it doesn't even have to be something written in the Bible. When he tells you who you are, when you ask him a question, he says something back or you say, I love you. And he immediately says, I love you too. That's a rhema word that has an effect on you that reading will never do. Mm -hmm. So I always like to think I'm reading with him. And when there's something he needs to really tell me, he's going to talk to me 
Yeah. And I'm in the words from in here. You know, I love that when the children of Israel, when they came to the mountain and God said, mountain of blessing, mountain of curse, tell the people to clean themselves up. And they'd been in Egypt and he leads them out, delivers them into this desert, which they're like, I don't want to be in a wilderness. Why are we in a wilderness? You know, they start Mm -hmm. complaining, but God brought them out to a place where he could talk to them. Mm -hmm. And so he says, clean up. Well, if you look at what the Hamash, it's C-H-U-M-A-C-H, I think, but it's an awesome book. It's a Jewish Hebrew Mm. Bible, and it has commentary from all of the Jewish sages through the years, you know? Wow. And they say that when God spoke the first word, the first commandment, have no other gods before me, they heard him say it. And it thundered. I think you can read this in Hebrew. It thundered and it was Mm -hmm. scary. And they Mm -hmm. said to Moses, you talk to him. (laughs) You tell us what he said. And the sages say that the evil inclination was driven out of them when God spoke. Hmm. But when Moses spoke the other part, they still were left with what was inside them that wanted to complain and murmur. They didn't get to the, all of the commandments where they're beginning to see God's heart is to take care of me fully. I don't have to covet. I don't have to steal. I don't have to, you know, lie. Mm -hmm. Right. Because God's here. Mm -hmm. God's my God. And the first one is don't have any other God. And the rest really come out of that. Yet they couldn't hear that from the inside. So it just sounded like, you know, Mm -hmm. it was just scary. And Moses's words did not have the internal power. And I think that's important for us to remember because whether you're dealing with mental health or finances or physical health in your body, when you talk to him directly, I learned to talk to Jesus as my human. He's my human. And he just like met me in that commonality. And he's the door to the father. I just think so many times we want to pass over him for the power of the Holy Spirit. We want to pass over him and just talk to the father. And yet Jesus is the one that's the doorway Mm. to all of that. So when I read Psalm 1912, it was really a manifestation of Jesus talking to me. Hmm. How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? What's a sin? All the sins that are lurking in our heart. My mom said, adultery doesn't start with meet me at the hotel, baby. That's what she said. Absolutely. That's, I will that's never good. That is so true. That is very that's wise. True fear that says your spouse is not good enough. Your life as it is, is not good enough. You need validation from someone younger, whatever it is. Yep. Something. It starts with a lie internally, not, oh, I think I'll just go cheat on my wife, cheat on my husband. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't just start with that. Nobody goes out to do that. And we just try to hack the top off of a tree, so to speak, to deal with stuff. Even in, I think, counseling, we're just trying to get to the counseling so we can go on and get our divorce. Yeah. And half the time when I have clients that come in, I'm trying to figure out how I can sell them to actually want to transform their heart instead of just chop off the top of the tree. Cause you are yeah. correct. And people aren't doing that because they're malicious or bad. That's just where they're at, at the time that they're coming. And so, all I can see is they're hurt. So this scripture yeah. describes it so well. Yeah. You know, I never thought about this. Cleanse me from these hidden faults. And really it was coming out of a, at the time I was married and second marriage, third marriage, I'm sorry, cheat the story. Yeah. Somebody said, you tell that? I'm like, if I don't tell how bad things were, or then I'm not saying how good Jesus is. That's so good. But it so was good. my third marriage, which is also comes with a lot of shame when that's breaking down and not working and you're just trying to grasp it and hold on. Maybe not even for the right reasons, you know, because internally you just don't want this to happen again right you don't want to be ashamed again right and but the word fault in that instance would have spoken more in my life of my fault because i heard a lot of that that's your fault that's her fault that's their fault there's fault 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 wow and that's a very unhealthy perspective to come to god in because he's not ever looking at you and going that's your fault he never does talk to Mm -hmm. you about your responsibility and something but that's a healthy changing your dynamic conversation it's not about whose fault it is because he took our faults and paid the price for him so he didn't bring condemnation but this is like cleanse me from these hidden i heard it weak Mm. places and i heard it like 
San Andreas Fault. So you have this, everything on the top of the surface of the city is going great. Life's going on, people going about their day. And this little shift way down deep somewhere where you can't see it under the earth, it just moves a little bit and rips up the surface. So these lies operate down underneath us and they rip our lives apart and they cause such turmoil. And for me, much of my turmoil was caused by an early implantation of the thought that I was abandoned in a car wreck in shock. My dad put me in a car. It's as simple as this. Mm -hmm. I wasn't quite three. My dad put me in a car for someone was going to take us to the hospital. He was going to get in with us. And then he remembered he had to stay with the accident. So he turned around Mm -hmm. and the Lord had to show me, but it was after me seeing some of these things. And I started praying, listen to Caroline leave and ask the Lord to show me the toxic thought. Okay, so that's, that working so that's where it came from for you. Because what I'm wondering is how people at home can think about, so you're going deep and you're describing something that's way underneath, but how did you get there? And it sounds like you're listening to Carolyn Leaf, you're asking the questions. And really, I, went, I started worshiping him first. I mean, that came first because now I have a position, if you're a worshiper and you're worshiping with, and he told me, he said, you don't worship with, you're only worshiping with two thirds of your soul. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm a worshiper. I'm, I'm, I have to be a worshiper. Yeah. I've been my whole right, life. right. I love him. I do love him. I've always loved him. Mm-hmm. My life has been given to him, but the area I couldn't see was not subjected to him. It just was set aside. And that was my emotional life. He said, you worship me with your mind and your will, but not your emotions. Mm-hmm. And, and I knew that was true, but he poured that out on me that here's what I love about him. Mm-hmm. If you just can just lay yourself down, let him talk to you. Yeah. Don't be in charge of doing all the talking because I didn't know I needed to be a worshiper. I just suddenly had this unfulfilled craving to worship him. And I started downloading all these worship songs and I became a worshiper, mm. not to any of my own credit mm. because he knew what he needed to do to open my life up for health and life. And yeah. once I became a worshiper, he told me I hadn't been one. Isn't that gracious? So you were worshiping first, then he showed you that you weren't using. Been. How did that happen? So you just were in worship and yes. were you in the middle of also listening to Carolyn leave, getting counseling? Sorry, my mental health brain is kind of going. What else was spinning for you that you know the floodgates were opening and he started doing that for you and showing that for you in worship? Well, it all kind of started around. It was very quick going bam, 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 bam. Yeah. And again, remember, I'm in a very unhealthy marriage. I don't know. I mean, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to get a divorce. But Mm. So you're in the middle of that. In the middle of that. It's like people say, oh, being divorced must be so hard. I'm like, well, it's not nearly as hard as when you know you're going to have to get one and processing that and having whatever, et cetera. No. And being in that place of, do I stay in this? And I don't, I can't, I'm not myself or I can't be me. And you really, I think you can't make a decision that you can be firm in and not be ashamed over. I shouldn't say you can't, but I think you can't. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the Lord, when the Lord tells you what to do, it comes with faith, Mm. power. You know, that's what your next thing is. And it gives really an ability to walk with him through it. And that's the one thing that led me to even the Caroline Leaf and this scripture praying this, I think began to open the door for him to do all these things. And I didn't even know I was praying it. It just captured my attention. So I started thinking of meditating on it. How can I know the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. I think and you know, right before that, it says his words are sweeter, like honey dripping. Mm. So I was, I had begun positioning myself like that, hmm. but I didn't know what I was doing. And I love him. And remember mm-hmm. all the whole time I'm subjecting everything I know to him. And maybe yeah. you only need this much. That's all he needs. He only needs yeah. what you have. Yes. He doesn't need you to be me and know all this stuff or be right. Heidi and have all this I really didn't even know anything about mental health. 
Mm. I think it's interesting that a lot of people who are very healthy emotionally, or they've, the idea of going to counseling is one that is great to them. They think that's wonderful. They think that's, you know, going to, especially a Christian counselor who hears from the Holy Spirit, who's going to help me come out of this. I mean, I agree with that now, but I didn't give it a lot of thought. It wasn't that I thought counselors were bad, but I certainly didn't think you need one if you've got the word. Right. And you've got faith in what he says. Right. But he had to show me my emotions were so small. Yeah. So immature. I had to have that opened up to me, but I think it's interesting that people who are strong in one sometimes aren't strong in the other, in the power of our spirit or the power of our soul, or maybe you're powerful in your will, but you're not in your emotions. And either one is going to be the place where the devil attacks you. Right. But all you have is this, like I needed what you know, Heidi, but I didn't have it. But I'll tell you, I didn't get 90% of it from a counselor in the beginning. Mm -hmm. The Lord was showing me. He showed me what was missing. He showed me the lie that was buried that was causing my mental and emotional health. You can correct me if I'm wrong, because again, I don't know what you know, but this is how it seems to me. If I am weak in my emotions or I'm weak in my will, either one, that is what's going to affect my mind and give me trouble. Like, I think my mind is only as strong as both of those are. So if I'm strong in my will, ability to choose God's word, ability mm-hmm. to choose things for my life, regardless of how I feel, that's a strength. Yes. I don't want to disdain that. Right. But if I'm strong in that way, then my mind is strong in that way. But if I'm strong in my emotional life, then my mind is also strong in that way. But whatever you're not strong in, that is exactly where Satan's going to kick you. Right. where he's been defeating you. So without finding out these things from the Lord, letting him lead you, taking what you know, and maybe all you know is Psalm 23. Mm-hmm. Most of us know Psalm 23 or John three sixteen. Mm-hmm. Either of those lead to deliverance if you just give yourself over to a conversation with him. I think that's the key is giving yourself over to him. So this kind of leads me to my next question, which is, how can we get mental health into the church more? And how can we get faith into mental health more? Because it's really one of my passions and why I'm even doing this podcast is that I don't want pastors to be afraid of mental health. I don't want them to shy away. Yes, I mean, I know that therapists would just don't tell a therapist to, to do or don't tell a pastor to talk about mental health. And I'm yes, we need to because there are people that will never go to a counselor. And so if we don't have pastors that are comfortable talking about mental health, they never will get the exposure of the things that you're talking about. They'll listen to you over they will someone to me. And that's fine. I don't care. I want them to get healthy. So when I will see a client who comes to me and let's say they come with bipolar disorder, they're diagnosed from somewhere else. Maybe they had some suicidal actions and now I'm treating them. I will tell them I'm putting bipolar in your chart but I'm going to talk to you the way that God talks to you. You are healed, you are whole, you are delivered, but I am going to treat the symptoms and I'm gonna make sure to check in and see where are you at with suicidality, where are you at with your depression symptoms. So I'm gonna be talking about the symptoms, but I'm going to be speaking to them the way that God does and empowering them. So what are your thoughts on that, on when someone does have a diagnosis and how we can deal with that in the church? I went through the first part is Jesus. I mean, just go to him. He will lead you to who you need to listen to, but be open to listen to somebody that you haven't. Be open to listen to a Kenneth or a Gloria Copeland. Be open to listen to, if you need faith, be open to listen to a Heidi Mortensen or a Caroline Lee. I think there's a lot of mental health healing and listening to people who also really operate in the presence or in the love of God, Leif Heitland or... yeah. People, there's a lot of people you can listen to that operate in more along the lines of emotional health. I mean, the Lord, there's more, great, great. I would open up YouTube and bam. And I ask him, Lord, I need something today. Tell me what I need. He would just do it because he's trying to get the word to us. Yeah. And also, you know, his own words here, but let me come at it from a faith because that's where I was coming at it from. And I think you can flip this narrative from whatever side you come from. But for us, if I see it in the word, I'm going to believe it. I mean, that's why I like some of these things where like gender identity and some of those areas where people struggle, 
I go back to the word people say is such and such a sin. I can't do anything, but go back to what God says, because that's the choice I've made for my life. And if I don't like it, it doesn't change what he says. Yeah. I'm either going to say, I don't want to go with what he says, or I'm going to say, okay, he knows more than I do. Change my thought. I change my thought. So that's the way I was raised. So what I saw was funny because I was thinking about what we were going to talk about today and where the Lord wanted me to bring to it. And I just saw something so new. I've always loved the scripture in first Timothy where I'm reading it out of the new living translation. And it says in first Timothy one, let me read you out of here. And then I pulled up some strong meanings. First Timothy one in 19, it says, and I'm going to back up just a little bit. So okay. it's Timothy, my son, mm-hmm. here are my instructions for you based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier. Now, I just want to tie that into what we've been talking about. When the Lord speaks to you, that is a word from the Lord God Almighty. They can come through his Bible. They can come through a prophetic voice. They can come through through Isaiah or Kenneth or any a number of prophets. Mm-hmm. And these words, but he said, based on these words, may they help you fight well in the Lord's battles. You know, may the words, God's words, whether again, through the word, through what you hear here, Mm -hmm. those are the words that help you fight well. You may be in a battle right now for whatever. You can't fight it and win supernaturally. You can fight it in the world's way. And that's an option. You can combine the beauty to me of having a Christian counselor. And I, I personally want a Holy Spirit filled counselor because the Holy Spirit can tell them what I don't see. That's so good. I That's very, very good. don't think I would go to somebody that didn't have a real life relationship with the Lord mm-hmm. because somebody digging around in your soul, that's a big deal. Right. And what would be the risk of what would be the risk of that? Because I already am thinking in my head, seeing somebody who is not, and they could potentially say things to you and label things to you that are not what God wants. Because I mean, I guess you could, I answered your question for you, but if you would add anything else to that. They have a lot more options on the table about what it could be. You being a man in a woman's body is not an option for me. And it's not an option God offers as what it could be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and even I was reading the other day, and I don't know if this study is true. I suspect it is, but I don't want to mess anybody up. So you can edit this out if you don't like it. But, <laughs> but this is an example of a child having that dysphoria with their body, not feeling connected with their gender, going into a physical change to have your gender changed and then discovering that I don't remember which therapy it was, but one of the therapies, I don't remember if it's like the medicine or testosterone or or the, whatever they were had going on ADHD. I I should get my facts for us. It's okay. (laughs) It was a condition. Yeah. And the treatment leads to some dysphoria. Hmm. So if you just are diagnosing these things because this is what the options are put out, put to you in school or what the current trending options are of when you have physical dysphoria from being your woman or man, what, what is that caused by? They may jump to one because that's popular and totally mess you up from what God's created you to be. I don't want to mess you guys up with that, but that's serious. No, but this is why I just love your level of faith. I absolutely love it because you just, even the way you're like, the first thing I was good would do is go to the word of God. And some people listen and they're like, what the heck? And people want to get frustrated with that, but you can't fight it. Like you can't fight what you're saying, which is listen to the word of God, believe what God says. Cause he's God. We're not. So you can not like what you read in the Bible, but that's between you and God to talk with him about that and say, God, what about this? I don't like this. And you need to help me with this. And, and you can wrestle with God, just like I think it was Jacob who wrestled with God with questions that we have. He will answer them for you. So don't just think, oh, God, I don't like this and I don't believe you. Go to him and ask him the questions just because Kelly has this amazing faith 
that I absolutely admire, it doesn't mean that you can't get there. And each one of us can get to that level of faith, but I just, even just listening to you, my faith builds. And I just love hearing you talk, go to the word of God, you know, and you keep coming to believing what he says. Well, the hard thing is trying to say, I'm a Christian, I love the Lord, but I don't believe blah, 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 whatever he said. Your internal self cannot have faith for this. You might believe this, but you don't believe this, but it's in the same Bible and it's in the same word and it's what God thinks. You can't pick and choose those things and be wholly able to, especially in something serious. I mean, Mm -hmm. if it's something serious and you're like only the power of God is going to cure this. You don't have to be perfected at it, but if you don't start that conversation with God and be willing for him to change what you think, be willing for him to send you a voice, be willing for him like on the YouTube or a speaker, or even sometimes we just pray and pray, but we don't stop and just listen what he says back again. I just want to bring it back. That's good. Because how are you going to hear him answer you? Lord is do you really want me to prosper? That just seems so against the idea of being humbled. I would take it that direct. Do you that's want good. me poor? People say, God doesn't talk to me. You know, that's not accurate. Right. Hear me now. And you may say, well, I've never heard him. No, we just think that immediate response we hear is ourselves. It's usually better good. than what you would think you should be hearing. Yes. His answers are always better or more life-changing or freeing. Mm-hmm. And we think when he answers us, it's going to somehow give us bondage, something we, you know, but even if he's telling you something you're wrong about or something you have to do, it just kind of comes with faith. It comes with an ability to say, yeah, oh gosh, I see that. I'm a nut. You know, <laughs> God, that was horrible of me. And yet you can kind of come in. I mean, maybe you feel like a sense of, humility or humbleness before the Lord, like a repentance, Yeah, but he never brings shame. And so we don't always trust that quick answer, but here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I just want to tell you this, and I, I believe this is absolutely the truth, or this is not Jesus. This is not the Jesus that I know. And that is, if you ask him a question and you give him an ear to hear, he's going to be the one to make the first answer to you. He will not let the enemy come into that space. We let him come into the space we by, do. Re- by saying, we do. by disregarding the first thing we heard mm-hmm. and waiting for him to say something. Satan will fill that space up all day long. That's true. Gosh, lies, that's good. The lies that's of, good. Your, of your unworthiness or you're abandoned, you're rejected. That is also Satan filling the space because he offered the lie. So we have given him space and real estate in our soul. He's going to speak from there. So we may think it's God, but if you will just set your heart to hear the first thing, believe the first thing that comes back. Like right now, if you just close your eyes, I want to prove this to you. Okay. Just close your eyes. And I want you to say, I love you, Jesus. Love you, Jesus. You heard something back. Now just think about what did I hear back? First thing most people hear you know, kids, they hear a string of stuff that mm-hmm. I think all the adults can handle because we're so stubborn is I love you too. Mm-hmm. I always hear him say, that's I love what you I too. hear. Yeah, that's what I hear. And then he'll just keep talking. If I give mm-hmm. him space, if I just give yeah. him enough quiet and I'm waiting so in his present, he'll just keep talking so and good. you get very comfortable and familiar with, if you ask him a question, that first thing, Lord, mm-hmm. do you love me? Yes. Lord, and you'll never hear a no about that. I can just Mm-mm. say that. But Mm-mm. you have to learn to trust that first thing. So when you mm-hmm. ask him questions, write it down before you can stop and think. Right. right. And so that's, that's, so good. that's my little lesson on that's that. Good. Because when we hear him in our heart, again, it begins a conversation. And it also, we believe it more because it comes from the inside. That's why right. on the flip side, if somebody tells you, if I said to you, Heidi, you are the most selfish person I have ever known. I had somebody say that to me one time and I'm like, it didn't attach because I'm like, I'm a lot of things. Yeah. That's not a struggle for me. I'm sometimes too much the other way. And I know that about myself. So that lie is not planted. So when that came at me, it had nothing to attach with to speak to my internal self. 
Yeah. And I just disregard it. But boy, if somebody said, Kelly, you are the most procrastinating, whatever you wanted to say. Now that yeah. one would be like, it might hit you. Yeah. Differently because yeah. it's also hitting me from the inside. And that's really right. what speaks. So right. when I saw this word about in here, he's saying, you fight a good warfare with these words. I just gave you some keys to getting better words. Mm. But here he says, cling to your faith in Christ and keep your conscience clear. I mean, I got that this morning and you're like, I want to talk about the soul and faith and how they mm -hmm. work. There you go. Cling to your faith and keep your conscience clear. So I wasn't doing this because I didn't understand. And that word, we have to be vigilant, he says. That's like being on guard like an mm -hmm. army would. This word faith is conviction of truth of anything. So we have to cling to that conviction and truth and belief. Didn't Jesus just say only believe? Mm-hmm. That sounds hard, but it's a decision and a choice. It make. is. It is. It's harder when there's something else coming from the inside. Mm -hmm. It's different than what you're reading or what you're hearing. But when he speaks on the inside, it helps uproot the inside stuff. But when you read in the word about being double-minded, mm -hmm. that's what he says. And alongside with a lie that's planted and you're struggling, mm -hmm. you're struggling with, to believe what he said because something else is speaking. And that's where he said, pluck that up and cast it into the sea. And yeah. then the truth has a place to take root in that space. So that belief, conviction, strong conviction, we have faith. We have the faith of God. Mm -hmm. He put that in us that's when we good. were in. That's and in good. fact, we had to have faith to get born again in the first place. But when you get born again, you now have everything that Jesus uses to believe is we on do. you. We do. And he made himself to be found, the Bible says. He is okay. easy to find. And so we just hear his word and we can put faith in that. But when our conscience is not healthy, that's hard to do. So with our conscience, let's see, it says to have, to wonder at, think highly of, excel, be distinguished, have a good, a good constitution or nature. Hmm. And then I'm just reading some of these words that are in the scripture, the consciousness of anything. This is good. The soul as distinguishing between what is good or bad, the soul as distinguishing between not just that's evil, that's good, but also what's right, good and bad. That's what's truth and what's lie. Wow. Yeah, so that's good. That's your soul. That's the soul good. as distinguishing that. Then there is the word to thrust away. Okay, let's go back to that. Let's go back to this. Cling to your faith in Christ. Keep your conscience clear. We have to have both of those. Mm -hmm. For some have deliberately violated their consciousness. And you may not have known you were deliberately did that. But when you thrust away your consciousness, when you thrust away your mental health and say, I don't need that. I don't need to pay attention to that. And I have to say, that's what I did with my emotional life because I was learning not to be led by my emotions and led by circumstances only by my faith in what he said. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. it's, I suggest you find that power real quick because yeah. when something hard happens and you can't look at your baby who's been in a car wreck. I had that happen. Mm. You can't look at your your child who they're said is going to die. You can't look at that. When those things happen, you cannot. You cannot. I mean, you need to take your emotions to Jesus, but you cannot be led. Mm. You cannot go down that path of letting your emotions be in charge when mm. something like that happens. If you want to have an outcome that the Bible says you can have, you're going to have to believe. So you can't have both of that happening. But when you're strong in your emotions, you know, you are sitting right in the master's lap and these words that are in his, the Bible, mm -hmm. you believe them. And not only that, but he's just like, mm -hmm. Kelly, this yeah. is it. <laughs> Kelly, you're okay. Kelly, yeah. I'm here. Kelly, say this, say yeah. this, say this, say these words. And I've been in situations where I went with what I already had experienced before. And I said those things mm -hmm. and I didn't have the power that, all right, Lord, what do I say? I'm feeling overwhelmed. What do I do? So 
our faith has to work with that healthy consciousness instead of throwing it away. And then some people have said, well, I don't believe that about faith. I don't believe I don't have faith. I have faith in God, but they don't have faith in his word. And they're not putting them in, even if they want to have faith in his word, yeah. they have no idea what he said about their healing or their prosperity or their, even their emotions. I didn't even look up what it said about my emotions. So I didn't even have faith in it because I was putting that away and, uh, and cast it away. So from you're, in some ways, that's what you were doing, kind of ignoring your emotional health because you were just focusing on faith. So I yeah, I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. Just tell me, be quiet for a minute. No, <laughs> well, we're, we'll, get we're so getting, excited. no, it's good. We're almost done. I'd love for you to pray, but you have, this is so much wisdom. This is so good. Talk about what happened yesterday. Let, me, just talking, let me tell you yeah. this real quick and then yeah. I'll read the description and then we'll, we'll finish up. But yeah, this, so I was talking to somebody the other day and their child had come to them saying, I feel like such and such, like rejected, you know? Mm -hmm which is very common among kids, right? Today, especially, they're having a lot of rejection they and they are. confusion and people are mean mm -hmm. and their friends can even be mean. What are they doing? Mm -hmm. They're trying to find their place, their mm -hmm. validation. So being mean to you is how they feel good about themselves. Right. It's so backwards. It and is. So in that, it's confusing. And so this child said to their parent, I feel this way. And they said to their child, no, you don't feel that way. I don't think that's right. You are loved. You are this, you're that. And I just listened to this, to this person. And then I said, you know, this is something I had to learn recently. We can't change how somebody feels and we really can't, nor shouldn't tell them how they feel. They do feel that way. And even in myself, I tried to tell myself, I don't feel something. So putting it away putting my emotions, casting them away is like, I refuse to feel this. I refuse to feel doubt. I refuse to feel fear. And the Lord had to show me the error of that is. Wow, this is so good. This is how we cast it away. The feelings he gave me, he gave me for the precise reason to see what is the difficulty. Wow. So if I'm telling That's my good. child, and I shouldn't even have said I did this with this other person because I've done this plenty myself. When I'm telling my child they don't feel that way, I'm giving them no outlet to express. I'm teaching them not to take that expression of how they feel to Jesus. They can't even bring it to me. How are That's, they going to bring it to Jesus? Oh, I'm probably so not taking it to Jesus either. I'm just saying, so good. okay, I don't feel that way. I don't feel that way. I rebuke that feeling. I rebuke that yeah, feeling. I refuse to feel that way. And anger. And I would always say, the Lord had to help me with this. I'd always, I'm not angry, but I'm not mad, but. And one day I'm like, yes, I am. Yeah. And it's okay hey, in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that doesn't just push that anger down to come back later. Cause mm -hmm. I did a show with Tim Ross, pastor Tim Ross. Mm. And he said, whatever you don't let come up and out of you with words will come out of your body come out of you in some form or other hundred percent this and is where, where so we sick. sin there's a lot of sin that comes out because of that right. we numb you know and we offload hurt and it has to go somewhere this is so golden shame, shame and so if we can stop and i put it like this you have the feeling over here that's a good thing because the feeling tells you something is wrong over here hmm. something is making you feel dismissed, rejected, abandoned, fearful. Something is making you feel this way. So if we can take the feeling and appreciate it, don't feel guilty over it and take that thing to the Lord or, and we can get help with a counselor and all that as well. A, a spirit filled friend is often a quick phone call when you, yep. I think taking it to the Lord first is very powerful because a friend can, will even often affirm what he told you or add to it. Yeah. In a good way. But then see, Satan would love it. Love it. If we never felt a thing, he would love it. If we never felt the fear and the lie that was speaking about our protection, he would love it. If we never felt the anger, because mm. just this lie is just going to keep working. Mm. It's like when your air conditioner's working and it's cold inside and it doesn't matter that the coils are bad because 
But boy, when Texas heat, it blows out, suddenly you are aware that all of a sudden you're aware, oh, the compressor's dirty. You should have cleaned it. And I'm like, that was actually two weeks ago. Oh, no. (laughs) But I wasn't aware or thinking about the compressor as long as I felt fine. Right. And so our emotions work out. That's good. All this stuff that's speaking. So we want to get at this. So we need to acknowledge the feel instead of cast away the feel that keeps our conscious clean. But what he says is as a result of either not keeping your conscious clean or even the other side of it, tossing away your faith, as a result, our faith has been shipwrecked. And I love that word shipwrecked also had the connotation of not being able to move, of not being able to find your way. We've felt a lot of shipwreck lately, but Mm -hmm. by grasping, when I was shipwrecked, I felt shipwrecked, Mm -hmm. but I grasped a hold of what he was saying. He began to heal my soul. Mm -hmm. Of course, my faith is strengthened already, Mm -hmm. but he strengthened me more when this got hold, this got Oh, yeah. In these things, we must, we must, we're going to have to listen to people that we don't think have anything to teach us. And the Lord knows who to send you. You can't just listen to anybody in the world. But yet, if somebody loves Jesus, there's probably something in there that is helpful to you. Brother Kenneth Hagin used to say, eat the hay and spit out the sticks. That's good. I think I'm learning to discern what are sticks because Mm -hmm. I had a lot of the sticks that needed to go in the fire, the wood, hay, the stubble Mm -hmm. needed to go in the fire. And Mm -hmm. you can just ask him that and say, burn up and burn up and expose anything in me. Like that Mm -hmm. Psalm 1912. Mm -hmm. It's just, he's so gracious. It's wonderful. I mean, this last thing I'll say, Mm -hmm. he exposed something to me that was very, very serious and had very, very big consequences in my life. And not that the whole thing was my fault, but I'm not talking about marriage or anything. It was something totally different. Mm -hmm. But in the moment he showed me where my, where I had stood on the thing, uh, something, a ground that was shaky, Mm -hmm. I'm standing for something but I didn't get the what to stand on from him. I just was kind of shaky. I was leaning mm-hmm. on something I'd had from the past. And he showed me that and it was devastating. It could have been devastating to me to think I didn't bring the fullness of what God could have poured out of me in that situation. But you know what? He exposed it and he healed it like that. Wow. I did not have time to feel guilty. Wow. I did not have time to feel the shame of being a part of this situation he just showed me Mm. healed me corrected me healed me all at the same time because he's not after just exposing you no wanting to expose the satanic devices and lies in your heart and all we have to do for that is open up and it's gentle sometimes very like funny you can be mad over a paint color that's my story (laughs) I got mad over a paint color and I just blew up and I'm mm. like, Lord, but now I've learned to blow up means I'm feeling something. That's Something's going on. And it's yep. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so what is this? And I yeah. mean, in 30 minutes, I had a life answer in me that the Lord showed me something that went way back. That is so good. And I dealt with so something good. that could have been devastating and it was funny mm-hmm. because it was over paint. Right. A color called marshmallow. I had a meltdown over a marshmallow, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he really is awesome at this shepherding thing, laying is... you down, doing the operation in you. Psalm 23. This I encourage so you to read that today. Psalm 23. And just think about laying down with him and the, yeah. letting him, you know, sitting at a table with him and let him tell you what's good, what he put in there and tell you what's wrong. with. Let's quit being afraid to hear what's wrong with That's us. So good. Because of course, there's something wrong with us. I mean, we're incomplete, but he's really working right now to complete us. Mm-hmm. It's the shaking we've been in, as Hebrews 12 says, that after this shaking that's coming, we'll be left with an unshakable kingdom. And I, to me, that's worth every so meltdown. Good. I'm like, bring it on, Lord. Let it come up. Let it come up like a toxic yes, thing. Yes, take it. Come up take and it out away. Of you. Let it show. Yeah. I'm not going to be ashamed if my grossness shows. I'm just going to take it to him and let him walk me through getting rid of it. Mm, this is so good. I hear a lot of people even just getting free by your testimony and what you're sharing. Yeah. That we don't need to be afraid. 
Would you be willing to pray for our listeners, Kelly? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Lord Jesus, we just thank you. We thank you that you are our shepherd. We thank you that that includes us knowing your voice. A shepherd speaks and a sheep knows your voice. So we just become sheep. We stop trying to hide, put on clothing, wolves put on clothing. We just put on you and we stop hiding. And we thank you for diagnosing us, diagnosing where we're missing it, diagnosing the roots, taking us all the way back to when something opened up, when a worry door or fear door or some thing opened up in our life, show us the root, Lord. And we will walk with you out of that and exposure and healing. And we thank you for the cleansing of our heart. We thank you for Psalm 91. And we just pray that, or Psalm 19, 12. We just pray that, cleanse me from these hidden weak places, Lord. Show me, expose it, and tell me what to do and what to declare and what to choose. Heal me in my emotions, feed me in my faith. Help me, Lord, to be strong in my mind, my will, my emotions, and my body, because I, as to be as strong as my spirit man is, to be as strong as you are on the inside of me, come out of us so that we can pour out your goodness and to be a container that's fit and ready for your use and to be a light that there's no basket, that all of the straw and the wood and the hay and the stubble and all those things that's been woven together to hide the light and the power and the glory that's really on the inside of us. We just thank you for burning up the basket, untangling it and throwing it in the fire. And we cooperate with that, Lord. Show us how to cooperate with so we take whatever we are, whatever we know, whatever we have in our hands, Lord, you never asked for more than we are and never asked for more than we have. And you've never asked us to do anything more than we can do. And we just give you all of that in Jesus' name. We thank you for being our shepherd and lead us. We shall not want in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh. This has been so wonderful. Thank you so much for being on and sharing your amazing emotional <laughs> and faith wisdom. This is quite amazing what he has shown you. Through faith. This is through faith. I'd rather be on your end than the spiritual than the emotional end first. Honestly, listening to him like, I wish that I had that <laughs> that foundation, but coming together, he's just bringing a lot of wisdom in the body though. Well, let um, me validate real quick for anybody that is watching because you have grown up in faith or you have listened to people like my parents and the great faith, word of faith, faith in his word, integrity of his word. That's been your life and you've grown up that way. Let me just validate the assistance of, you know, don't forsake assembling of yourselves together. Assemble yourself with somebody that knows something about the soul and behaviors. I mean, I had, I was learning about behaviors and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's, I don't even have to have faith to discern what two plus two equals four. These behaviors equal this deal. And you can start more from a place of diagnosis from behaviors and let the Lord begin to untie it like a head start with an anointed person who knows and is hearing from the Holy Spirit asking the right questions. Jesus asked questions of the woman at the well because he knew what to ask to unlock that box. Mm -hmm. And so meeting with somebody like Heidi, um, I mean, even the techniques and things that they know now, I th you know, when I think about some of the things that you can do if, with a therapist, especially an anointed one, that you think, how did they even discover that? How did they discover if you do this and move your eyes, you're going to unlock the, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. uh, but how did, it had to be God right. mm -hmm. to discover something that works like that. Right. So right. You let the Lord lead you for sure, but open up, open up right. to That's good. what's That's good. being, having a clear conscience and getting rid of some of the lies and stuff that the devil's planning. Yes, that's good. So how can our listeners get a hold of you? I know you're on Instagram and you have a website, mm -hmm. kellycopeland.com. Yep, Kelly Copeland. Okay, and it is K-E-L-L-I-E-C-O-P-E-L-A-N-D. All my contact stuff is right there. And okay. I'm getting better about putting that schedule and stuff on there. But. What does God have you doing next? What does he have you doing right now? And are you speaking? Are you traveling? Well, I just suddenly started getting invitations to speak. So I'm doing some of that. I also have a full-time job at KCM. 
I have grandchildren. I have an 11 year old at home. So I love that. But also I have a book coming out in January. I know it's exciting. It's called Awake to His Presence. It's a, a guided devotional journal. Mm-hmm. It's all of those things. Oh. So it's guided for con- what I did today with the I love you. It's a really mm. a conversation that I just want to open the door to somebody so they can keep having them the rest of their life. You know, yeah. it's not really about so much the devotional part. It's from him. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the words he said to me that opened me up. Yeah. But I want somebody else to just kind of dive off of that diving board into yeah. this wonderful relationship with him when his words are being heard. Yeah, I can't wait for that to come out. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Kelly. Starting in the fall. Yes, your show. And that will be on the Victory Channel. How can they get a hold of your show that's coming out soon? Well, right now, if they go to govictory.com, I have a show also on YouTube with Jerry Ann Savelle. So it's Kelly and Jerry. So we have like 70 episodes on YouTube. Oh, great. On our Kelly and Jerry channel. In August or September, my show will be on. It's govictory.com. So but where you're at now, you can still watch some things that we've done, but yep. she's moved to some different things. And so I went on and did it myself with great guests. Yes. And I'm excited about that. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks so much, Kelly. Yeah. Thank you, Heidi. And thank you guys for being willing to listen, especially you that maybe started out not sure about what a Copeland would say. I just want to thank you for the humility to listen and hear what the Lord's, the truth. Sometimes I think people we speak, we all have arrows. So they hear that instead of what you really are good at. So thank you for being willing to listen today. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.